On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I get ready for the Chicago Bulls tonight. Looks like they might not have the big fella once again. So what's the game plan? How do they get it done as they go four in a row? We'll break it down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. And also, we want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Welcome. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey from the Inquire.com Sixers Beat Reporter. What's up, man? What's good, D? How you doing? Doing all right, man. It's the weekend. We got a big weekend here. We got the Sixers tonight, Sixers on Sunday, mixed in with the Eagles stuff on Sunday at 425 kickoff. So it's going to be a busy, busy uh, Sunday for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed that the Sixers are playing the same time that the Eagles are playing, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and the NFL did that. Yeah, not the Sixers, no, not the NBA. The NFL did that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Later in the program, we'll give you our keys to the game, key matchups that we're looking for against the Bulls tonight. And, of course, talk about the big fella and everything that's going into his absence on Wednesday, his status tonight. Keith, let's get right into it, man. A big game against the Bulls as they close out this three-game homestand. A home and home on Sunday and Tuesday with Detroit next Thursday with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then they go on the road for five. But tonight, first things first, the Chicago Bulls in town. They're still fighting, scratching and clawing their way, Keith, trying to make sure they get back up into the top of the Eastern Conference. They did a great job last season and they faded at the tail end. Right. Uh, for what they what they did last year, faded, got knocked out in the playoffs. It wasn't a good ending for them as they started strong and this year much of the same man they're still at the bottom at 17 and 21 in the play-in as of right now one game back of the ninth seeded atlanta hawks and what do you look at this team man i mean they have some issues they've had some problems the sixers have had their number how, how do you look at this one tonight with the opponent being the chicago bulls and the fact that the sixers play well against them in chicago just not playing well right now yeah, I mean, the last game that they, they played, I mean, the Sixers basically Embiid had to hit a three-pointer with, like, 19 seconds left. And then uh, Tobias Harris had to clinch it with, like, in the closing seconds with a pair of foul shots. So it's been close. I mean, you look at it and, and you That go, one was close. Yeah, that one. Yeah, was close. I mean, that one was close. But that's, you know, you, like, when we look at these teams, you really can't compare, like, okay, they beat them X amount of games in a row because – I mean, we look at this team last year, Andre Drummond wasn't on the team a couple of years before that. They didn't have DeMar DeRozan, you know, sometimes where Zach Levine was hurt, you know, uh, Vucevic, you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like, these are different guys. And also you look at the 76ers, they, they you know, yeah, Joel Embiid was here, Tobias Harris was here. Um, but outside of that, you know, Maxie might've been a rookie or so, but 
you know, it's really not the same core. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you look at it right now, you, you say to yourself, if Chicago has any chance of pulling off an upset, especially feeling high coming off of uh, beating the Brooklyn Nets, uh, tonight would be it. I mean, there's not going to be a Joel Embiid. I mean, if you're the 76ers, you got to hope and pray that, um, you know, Montrez Harrell can bring some of that fire again. But the difference is with this Chicago Bulls team is that they have a two-time All-Star in Nikola uh, Jokic. I mean, Nikola um, Vucevic um, starting, former Sixer. And then you have Andre Drummer, Drummond, a two-time All-Star coming off the bench. So, you know, to me, even though it's a guard-laden team, right then and there, that's an advantage that they may want to try to take advantage of with Joel not playing. Different type of player than what we saw, Miles Turner on Wednesday. Uh, really offensive-oriented, as you talked about, where Miles Turner is really heavily relying on other people getting him the basketball. Vucevic can create his own shots, and we've seen him stretch his game out to the three-point line over the last few seasons when the game overall has changed in the league. So he is certainly a threat uh, to do that against the Sixers, especially, as you mentioned, without Joel Embiid. And you're probably going to have to go – uh, it's interesting because I know when we talked about it, you said not not too surprised on Wednesday after the game that P.J. Tucker was the starting five and, and not Montrez Harrell, and Harrell wound up playing more minutes. But uh, tonight might be a little bit different, Keith, because of where he is more focused offensively where Miles Turner is not. Mm-hmm. It might be. It might be. I mean, it might also be one of those things where you try to put Paul Reed in there, another rim protector. But – but I, I don't know, like they just seem a little small to me, you know, right about now. This is one of those games where where we Sixers. look at yeah, the Sixers, you know, one of those games we were talking about. And there was never a knock against the guys they had. But we always said that they might need another big dude on, on the bench, you know, to help out. But, um, yeah, um, you know, the thing is, I'm looking at it and, and I'm the same thing you said. You know, Vucevic is the type of dude that if you don't pay close attention if your head isn't on the swivel, you you look one way, and next thing you know, you turn around and he's spotting up at the three point line, and mm-hmm. bang. And and so my the question is is like you know is is Trez or is um is, is PJ going to be quick enough to get out there and stay out there with him? We know that PJ can move, try to move guys off the spot, but Vuce and Drummond both have low center of gravity. You know, they're kind of strong guys, you know what I mean, built-wise. So, you know, that that's going to be a question mark. But, you know, in addition to that, it's kind of sort of like the Sixers have struggled against perimeter players. And Joel Embiid has always been the eraser, so to speak, of certain things, right? When guys get blown, get blow by people. But without having Joel and having that interior presence, but then also having uh, Zach Levine and, and then having – um, DeMar DeRozan, again, if if they can, if there was any chance to snap this win streak, this is it. And another thing is, DeMar has been averaging 30 points against the Sixers since mm-hmm. he's been with uh, the Bulls. So that's something else to pay attention to. Yep, yep. Unfortunately for them, they've been in losses <laughs> in the end, yeah. even though he's had uh, those types of numbers. When we come back, we'll talk about some of those matchups because, look, Keith, DeMar DeRozan averaging that 30-plus that you're talking about. He had 44 uh, the other day when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers, and uh, 
uh, Mitchell went off at the 71. He had 44. We know Zach Levine can can fill it up also. How are you going to defend these guys? And we'll discuss that a little bit, and that's why I bring it up. One of the guys you like to talk about a lot, Matisse Thibel. We'll tap into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, LinkedIn, it's a small business owner as you are, maybe one of your friends, your family, one of you are a small business owner and you are a hiring manager. You know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences you help to achieve your goals. And if that's what you have done in the past and you felt you have done a pretty good job, but it has been a little bit tough as of late, this is the place for you to go. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your posts in front of the most qualified candidates, identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs, and connect with them fast and free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on the one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And if you're trying to achieve something in 2023, as you start off the new year, this is the place for you to go. The right team, team members might help you do that once you connect again with LinkedIn jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on mba that's linkedin.com slash locked on mba to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply thanks for making locked on 76ers your first listen for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast and last night four games on the nba schedule so again make sure you checked out Locked On Now podcast. All right, Keith, those matchups that you talk about, um, do you look at this one when you talk about what they do specifically when speaking of DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, what they are capable of doing? We know that they can fill it up and do so in a big way. On the season right now, DeRozan, 26.6, Zach Levine, 22.4 points per game. They've erupted for uh, crooked numbers in this league, as you, we talked about the other day, scoring the way that you do. De'Anthony Melton will get the assignment on one of them most likely. The one that you like to talk about a bit because of his two-time second-team All-NBA recognition, Matisse Thibel. What do you think, man? Is this a night where we might see a little bit more of number 22? Yeah, but I also think, to be honest with you, it could be a night that you see a lot more of Paul Reed. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you remember two years, not two years ago, but last year that they brought Paul Reed out and they, and his length kind of like, I mean, don't get me wrong. DeMar got his 30 points, but he had to work hard for it. So it was one of those things where, you know, Paul Reed was basically defending them and made them work hard for that 30. So I think that this could be another game where we see that. You know, DeMar knows Matisse. He, uh, he worked out with him this summer. Um, you know, they both have the same agent. They're really uh, good friends. They're close friends. Same thing um, as that thing, right? Because of yeah, the Seattle, 
Washington thing. Well, but not as close as Zach. I mean, Zach Levine, they're cool. Like, you know, Zach isn't from Seattle, but they played against each other in high school. He's from Washington, but he's not, you know, from Seattle, so to speak. But he's from nearby, you know what I mean, one of those things. But but the thing about DeMar is the DeMar with um, Matisse and, the, like, when Matisse was in high school or, or whatever, he would work out with these guys. When he was in college, you'd work out with them. Because his agent is also his godfather. So it's one of those things where, you know, he he's known them for a while, you know, him and 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 Dame Lillard. But here's something else that I really like about this, and 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 it will be intriguing to see what how this goes down. People don't really know this, but DeMar DeRozan and James Harden kind of sort of grew up together. They're both from Compton, right? DeMar DeRozan ended up going going to high school in Compton. You know, James Harden went to a high school like out near Long Beach. But the funny part about it is DeMar DeRozan was born on August the 7th, 1989. James Harden was born on August the 26th of 1989. I believe it was August the 26th of 89, right? They both were lottery picks in the 2009 draft pick. So to me, I want to see this one because it's kind of like where you got two kids from Philly, you know what I mean? And and like one might've went to the friend school league, but the other one went to the pub and you want to see how these two guys are going to basically go at each other. You know what I mean? See if it's going to be bragging rights. And I'm right. He was born on August the 26th. So you know, I, I, that's the thing. You got two kids from Compton. And not only that, you have another guy who they know, DeAnthony M- M- um, Melton. Now, he didn't grow up in Compton, but his family is from Compton. So we got these three kids, these three grown men, as you could say, who are all from the same area. So it's, those little things are little tidbits to me that I like paying attention. Yeah, I love those little interesting stories where guys are intertwined because of the areas that you, like you talk about. And yeah, that that that's going to be fun. That that'll be pretty cool uh, to see how all of that does play out. Because oftentimes when you do something like that, Keith, you one may not be known for defense. And when we're talking about DeRozan and Harden, both of them not really known for their defense, but. <laughs> when, you, when you lace them up against a guy you grew up with, you know him very well, you play in the Drew League in the summer with them, all that type of stuff. Yeah, you 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 uh you get into it, you dig in, you get into your defensive stance a little bit more when you play against those types of guys that you you've known since childhood. And so that's gonna be a nice little subplot to the game. Uh, I'll add to this when you bring up the read part, and I do remember that game. Um, I don't think they had another option to go to. I wonder if Doc Rivers with that team. I don't think I wonder if Doc Rivers decides to go to Daniel House with his length, his athleticism to maybe stay with him a little bit more than Paul Reed, where Paul Reed maybe goes more somewhere along the lines. Pat Williams, uh, who would be out there starting the uh, young player from Florida State at that power forward position. I wonder if it would be something more along the lines there with Thibault and Daniel House get the, the nod against those two wings. Yeah, I don't know if Daniel House could guard him though. I like, he could. Thing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that Paul Reed wow. can either. I know Paul wow. Reed. Had, I know Paul Reed had yeah. a good game against them that one time. Yeah, it's I just the length. Again. Yeah, it's the length. I mean, I to be honest. I mean, it's just the length. It's the length. Um, oh, I don't disagree with yeah, it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Has, has an I understand to go but, to 
he maybe he leans more house in this one than he does Reed. Yeah, or you know what? Yeah, you do have yeah, maybe, but ooh, I yeah, you know, it's gonna be that's, tough. That's this why a tough he gets paid. <laughs> huh? That's why he gets paid to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what he gets paid to do that. All right, final one on the other side. We'll continue with some more conversation on how we think they need to get this one done without Joel and B for the second consecutive game. We talked a lot of matchups, so we'll basically break down what we feel the keys to the win against the Bulls tonight is right here on Locked On 76ers. Yeah, when we get back, let's talk about Bet Online, right? Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trend for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to World Cup. We got it all covered at Bet Online that night. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Keith, 23 and 14, nine games um, over 500. What are you thinking here tonight? What are your keys to this one as we already broke down the matchups? You know, I, I think, uh, and you know, it, the, the key thing is, is kind of like the same always. Um, on the offensive end, I, I need to see, you know, James got to have the let the ball swing. You know, you can't turn this into the homeboy thing. Like, I got to show up. Like, you know, I grew up with you. We've been playing at the park. You know, uh-uh, we can't have that. Like, like you got to pass the ball. The one thing that John, James did the last game um, that I felt like, and now granted his shot wasn't falling, but I felt like there was times where he he passed up good shots for great shots to Maxie and Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to be that way. I also think that they got to get Montrez involved big time. Now, you know, Drummond might be, someone that can maybe defend him but Vucevic is a is a good player he gets rebounds but I think that maybe Drummond can I mean not Drummond but I maybe Montrez you know he's not he says he's not the most athletic but compared to Vucevic he's athletic so mm-hmm. maybe get him involved in that in those pick and rolls mm-hmm. into where he can get some dunks and get the crowd excited you know things like that but you know hopefully for the Sixers Maxi could get a little bit more in his groove because he can be the X factor. He can. Yeah, and that's this is a fun one too. I'd be curious to see if Maxi starts again and Tucker stays. Um Tucker stays there in that starting role with Maxi and Ayo Dusumu. That's a nice little matchup between those two young guards that that I'd be interested in seeing. Uh, make sure they protect the basketball. They did a good job until the fourth quarter. As we talked about with those six turnovers in the fourth, they had 11 overall, five going into the fourth quarter, and those six allowed them to get back into it. Um, listen, man, um, I, I just protect the basketball. Give yourself an opportunity like they did. They continue to hit the three-point shot at a pretty decent clip. So knock down your threes, and, and I think everything uh, will, will be fine for them. Also, when you talk about Andre Drummond a lot, Got to put a body on them, man. Those offensive rebounds that we see from these other teams against the Sixers, second chance points will hurt you. We know that that guy can rebound the basketball. Put a body on Andre Drummond. Do not allow him to slink his way in there and 
get around that box out and get that offensive rebound, that put back, and uh, maybe give them a second chance opportunity again at points, free throws, whatever it might be. Got to put a body, got to put a body on the Bulls, Andre Drummond, clean the glass up and give yourself a chance going the other way. They had 98 field goal attempts in that win on Wednesday over the Pacers. 98 is good. That means you protected the basketball. So protect the ball, put a body on those guys to avoid those offensive rebounds, and I think the Sixers will be fine. Yeah, and before we go, I got to ask you this question. We got Since we're talking on this, on this Compton thing, right? So who now – you know Compton has produced a lot of basketball players like Tyson Chandler. Now, not just Compton, but Dominguez High School. Neither one of these guys went to Dominguez, but Dominguez High School is in Compton. It produced Cedric Sabalas, Tyson mm-hmm. Chandler, um, uh, Jordan Hamilton, uh, it, you know, uh, uh, the, you know, the list goes on and on, right? Brandon Jennings. So I got a question for you. Uh-oh. So give me skills. All right, yeah, that's why that's why I got it. That's why I'm gonna see if you get it. The best player to come out of out of Compton. You probably won't even get it because a lot of because a lot of people don't get it. Can you give me the era like 90s? 70s, um, 80s, he came, he played in, and and it was really like the 80s. He played in the era with like Dr. J and all that. Hmm. He, you, you would never, can you never think of it because, and it was crazy because the funny can part, I don't even know if he played high school ball because can he was you, like, huh? can you give me a team and maybe I can get he it. Played for the Celtics, Compton from Compton. Don't tell me you're on your computer, bro. No, I'm looking up in the air. Um, play for the Celtics. You said the '80s, right? Yeah, play for yeah. He was he, you hated him. You hated him. Casey he, Jones? Nah, nah. Kenneth Casey Jones was the coach. Okay, so since you oh, went that area, huh? I know he played at one point, so I'm just throwing names. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. He's but playing. he was the dude. He was the dude that was like an irritant and got on everybody, got on everybody's nerves, everyone's nerves. For the Celtics, played for the Celtics in the eighties. One of the greatest players in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He won three NBA. He he won three. Okay, here's the thing. He won he won three NBA championships. He was a a five time All Star. He was an NBA Finals MVP. Six time all-defensive first team, three-time all-defensive second. second Dennis, team. Johnson? Dennis Johnson okay. from Compton. That's okay. crazy, isn't it? I think it? I did hear that before, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he, something was crazy. Like, he didn't play at the team, at the school. Yeah. Like, he never played. Like, yeah. he, he went through, like, a growth spurt. Like, once he got out of – he went to junior college. Like, mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. never played. And yeah. he's the greatest player to come out of there. Yeah. I think I did hear that before. Good way to nah, – I appreciate you refreshing my memory there. It's a good one. Yeah, they got yeah, some players that come out of L.A., man, out of that area. Put it like that. But they were talking about Compton, though. Compton. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's, yeah, so, yeah, it's crazy, though. Well, listen, everybody, thank you for making uh, Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday to uh, get you set for the week for the Sixers. So, Everybody have a great weekend. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. 
for your first uh for your first listen of course check out us every day and make your second listen locked on nba locked on experts uh we'll uh, cover all the biggest stories around the league every monday through friday in less than 30 minutes free and available wherever you get your podcast keith can you let the good people know where they can find us yeah you can find us wherever you get your podcast and you can also find us on like our youtube channel right so what you do is just click on the liberty bell and then you'll become a new subscriber and when you do that what happens is you you basically um whenever we uh post this podcast you'll get a notification so that's a good way to keep up with us but tonight you got to keep up with my man d from 6 to 12 on the divine giving show so what it what it'll be is it, like uh, it'll be one of those things where he comes on and then the game is on and then he does the pre like it's like pre and post game. But on Monday, just giving you all heads up on Monday, he's going to be on there from 10 o'clock to midnight on Monday. So make sure you get on there for that. Um, but you can follow him on Twitter at Divine G975. You can also follow me on uh, on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, have a great weekend and uh, talk to you on Monday. Peace, bro. Thanks, everybody.